When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, we know the Texans are playing with house money, but who else is? We are Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. Small's back with us on Monday. CeCe and I both fired up about the approach this week by many fans and media and conversation in general about... Yes, the biggest game on paper, no question about it, would be Kansas City and Buffalo. But we have we have been acting all week like Kansas City is in this house money conversation and Buffalo somehow is like the favorite to win it all. Like the the overrating of Josh Allen and the underrating of Mahomes this week is so out of control. The mm-hmm. concept of just sitting there and saying, Well, hey, if Josh Allen gets this win this week, that's the biggest win of his career. Look at how great he is. Yeah, okay. So he still doesn't have that top line of the resume. He still doesn't have an MVP. still doesn't have a Super Bowl appearance. still doesn't have a Super Bowl win. And yet we are acting as if this is the biggest game of all time. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have played in the same amount of playoff games against each other as Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes have played. And if it's such a big deal to beat Mahomes in the playoffs, which it is, then we should be crowning Joe Burrow more than we are. Because I don't understand how we have been approaching this. And when we talk about teams, players, coaches, et cetera, CC, that are playing with house money this weekend, I don't look at Kansas City on that list. And I think if people put them on that list, it's actually insulting towards Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I think proximity to greatness is where people get it twisted because if you're able to consider yourself you know, a top two, top three quarterback and Pat Mahomes is number one, then everybody automatically assumes that you're on that plane and that's just not the case. Like, it's Pat Mahomes' draw a line, and then everybody else. Like, there's a huge gap there. Matter of fact, check that. It might as well be the damn Grand Canyon. That's how far and away Pat Mahomes is away from any of his contemporaries. So I think that's the part that we have to keep in perspective. But because Joe Burrow did beat Pat Mahomes in Arrowhead on the way to a Super Bowl appearance, we came into this year saying that, Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in the National Football League, even though he didn't have a Super Bowl win, even though he didn't have an MVP. That's what a win against Pat Mahomes can do for you in the postseason. And I guess that's why everybody is billing this as such a big game for Josh Allen. To that, I would say, what has Josh Allen won if he does win this game? He just wins the opportunity to go to the conference championship exactly game, right. a round that he's already been to exactly. and a round that he's already fallen short in. So I guess my point is, Based on the circumstances, based on the two rosters, this is more so Josh Allen checking a box than it is Josh Allen closing the gap to Pat Mahomes. Again, don't get it twisted. Proximity to greatness doesn't mean that you're actually great. Doesn't mean that you're immortal. Josh Allen is a very, very good quarterback. Josh Allen has immense physical ability. But that does not translate into him being an immortal. You actually got to prove something on the field. That means MVPs, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins. Until you do one or one of those three things or a combination of those things, I don't want to hear about you in the conversation or in the tier of Pat Mahomes. You're just not. 100% agree, and I think we are overstating 
the significance of this win this weekend if they are to do it. Mm. We're overstating it because while it is an accomplishment, of course, to beat Mahomes, it's one round too early to go crazy on the level of accomplishment. Because if you go out there and you beat the Chiefs this weekend and then you lose to the Ravens, how does the conversation change this offseason? When we think about Elway and Marino, we don't think about their matchups against each other no. in the AFC back no. in the day. Right? No. When we think about Brady and Manning, we think about that, but we think about that relative to Super Bowls and Super Bowl wins. Does they any... were fighting for the right to get to the Super Bowl. Every year. And basically. it was going to be one of those guys. Yes. So what are like we it was doing like, I think here? it was like Big Ben, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady for a decade in the AFC. One of those three. For a decade. Like, that's what it was. So, like, if, if it's not that, like, if you can't put yourself in that stratosphere by getting your team to the big game, then you're not at that level. It, like, Josh Allen is not even Mahomes' best playoff competitor. No. He's second to Joe Burrow. No question. In that exact matchup. No he question. He is second to Joe Burrow. And what earns Lamar Jackson a seat at the table is multiple MVPs. We're anticipating him winning his second MVP in a matter of weeks. If you win multiple MVPs, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. As a matter of fact, the only multiple MVP winners that aren't in the Hall of Fame, they're just not there because they're not eligible for the Hall of Fame, but they will be. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that that's when you're in the Johnny Unitas, Peyton Manning, Jim Brown, like that that kind of stratosphere. Nice like company. That's, yeah, that's pretty, pretty good company. Pretty, Tom pretty. Brady, like, you're, you're in that stratosphere. So, Lamar Jackson gets a seat at the table because of that. Again, Winning those MVPs because he's positioning his team for postseason success by virtue of having outstanding regular seasons. This is going to be the second time Lamar Jackson has the number one seed in the entire conference. So that gives you a decided advantage. You're one of eight instead of one of seven, one of 14 competing for a title. So, I mean, there is a difference. I, I haven't seen Josh Allen do that. We haven't seen him do that. That's what we need Josh Allen to do. Put your team in position to win a championship. Get to the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl. Win MVPs. Like, that's what matters. He doesn't have, as you say, that top-line item on the resume, and that's why he can't be in consideration when it comes to that that top tier of quarterbacks in this league. So let's start with the Chiefs and look at teams if they're playing with house money this weekend, meaning – They've already gotten to a place where it's such a great season that it doesn't matter the result this weekend. Okay. So I am going to tell you that I do not think in any way, shape, or form the Chiefs are playing with house money because I'm going to make the comparison, the Brady comparison to Mahomes. Seven, year in, seven years into Brady's career, six as a starter. He made it to the AFC title game with Rache Caldwell and Doug Gabriel as his wide receivers. That's the 06, 06, uh, that's the 06 season. And without a thousand yard rusher, yeah, this that's is that's wild. This that, is seven years. I don't years. know how he did that. It's literally the same thing. This <laughs> I don't know is, how he did and, that. And he had won three titles. Mahomes has won two, um, but obviously been to a third Super Bowl. This is seven years into Mahomes' career. Six is a starter. He has Rashi Rice and Justin Watson. It's amazing how similar it is. And I remember that year. You remember that year. We never said, that's eh, fine. However far he gets doesn't no. matter. No, no, he had to go there. So I don't look at the Chiefs' house money. Do you? No, I don't look at it as house money. And correct me if I'm wrong, that game against the Colts that was on the road? Uh, yes, I believe so. And it was a close game, if I'm not mistaken. I think Richard Seymour or William McGinnis, one of them, made a couple of big plays late, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, could be wrong so on that. I, I guess that's my whole point, though. Like, this is uncanny in terms of the parallels with that comparison versus what Josh Allen has this weekend, except it's not in the conference championship game. That's the 21-3 blown lead game. Pats yeah. had a 21-3 uh, lead in that game. 38-34, Colts won January 21st, 2007. 
if I'm not mistaken. So that was, yes, that was the game before, obviously, they went. The next year, they go out there and get Moss and Welker. It's unbelievable how similar that scenario is because you could see the Chiefs loading up next year. Obviously, we know the Bills are not playing with house money. They have to win this weekend. Um, the, the, we're going to go backwards here. Bucks house money? Yes, yes house money. This is the, the hardest one for me. Are the Lions playing with house money? Mm. The laundry here's matters, I, wanna, I here's guess. Here's why I want to say no. You're one win away from the conference championship game. That, that, like you're one win, like you're one win away against a team that is in the playoffs because they won the worst division in all of football, and their quarterback is Baker Mayfield. If you're Dan Campbell, uh, I mean, you you got to be looking at this and saying we got to find a way to get this win. Like if you're Dan Campbell, if you're Brad Holmes, their general manager. This is not a house money game. This is a game we got to win. We got to have an opportunity. When you consider the field, no Philadelphia Eagles, no Dallas Cowboys, like all that's in our way is the Baker Mayfield-led Bucks and potentially the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, you've got to find a way to get that done. No, no, it's not house money for the Lions. I agree with you because I think in this specific spot, because of the opposition and the win total of the opposition – I think we have to eliminate the laundry and the history of the Lions and all the years not getting there. Yeah. Now, you're a 12-win team playing a 9-win team at home. You got to win. You got to win it. Uh, Niners, obviously, no chances at house money. No. Packers feels like very much Let, Let's go money. back to let's, let's go back there. Run, run that back for a second. 49ers, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. How important is this playoff run for Kyle Shanahan? Like, like that, like, I, like. One year away from us questioning him if he loses. He's not there like, yet. Like, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying he's going to get fired or anything like that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about job security. But, like, this Kyle Shanahan thing that, like, I, I, th- like they're, they're, the player parallel is Josh Allen. Like, that, that's the player parallel. Like, he's been in, you know, the Super Bowl and all of that stuff. But he hadn't won it. And we talk about him as if he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. You're getting my mind working on this a little bit. The, is the player comp Josh Allen? Because... Kyle Shanahan has, if we're going to go with this top line analogy, he has the top line because he's been a coach in the Super Bowl. And he's had an MVP and all of that other stuff. So maybe the, maybe the player comp is more Lamar because Lamar also has the top line of the MVPs. Sure. Not, but like, my, my Kyle po- Shanahan my, comparatively has done more than Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, but I guess my whole point is this. We talk about Kyle Shanahan as if he's won a championship. We, yes, we talk we about him arguably being a top five coach. Yes. Like, we're, like, we're, we're, like at some point, don't you have to break through and get that title? 100% agree. Like, Very, to justify yeah. how we perceive you, how we talk about you, you got to win a Super Bowl. You haven't yet. You've been in the conversation. You've been in a lot of conference championship games. You've been in a Super Bowl, but you've come up short. You were in a Super Bowl where you had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and you lost. Like, at some point, Kyle Shanahan has got to get it done. And I think with this current core of players, their window is closing really, really fast. I think you just nailed it. We act as if Kyle Shanahan has won three Super Bowls. Yeah. We act as if Josh, well, not us, but the masses act as if Josh Allen has won 10 Super Bowls yes. at this point. Yes. At some point, they actually have to do that. Uh, Packers, I think we're in agreement. House money. They could lose 40 nothing this weekend, and they're still, you're still excited about the future. Yeah. Ravens, no way, house money. You no. have, you no, have Lamar's to beat the get Texans it done. at Lamar's home. Lamar's got to get it done. Oh, I don't even want to imagine that Lamar, Lamar. Lamar's got to get it done. <laughs> it's bad. And it's not just for Lamar. That's the crazy part about it. He's got to win. 
He's got to – like, think about this. The Ravens went all in on Lamar Jackson. They didn't just build their offense around him. They built their team around him, their franchise around him. And John Harbaugh talked a little bit about this this week with Adam Schefter on Shefty's podcast. Like, they're the first team – to go all in on a singular talent like Lamar, somebody that looks like him, somebody that plays like him, and bet that this guy can win a Super Bowl. If he has the regular season success but doesn't have the postseason winning to back it up, then that just that just affirms the confirmation bias that so many people had about Lamar when he was coming out in 2018 in the draft. By the way, they are right about that with Lamar because uh, there was a moment where I was so impressed with the Ravens when I said, you know what, they are really building around him. When they went out and got RG3 as a backup, yeah. they got a quarterback similar to the starter instead of just a backup quarterback to play a different system. Well, look at all of their backup quarterbacks. Tyler, Tyler Huntley, Huntley, Anthony Brown. Like They're, yeah. all, they're all that. Even when they had um, the guy from Penn State. Oh, so, McSorley. Yeah. Trace McSorley. Play Played that yeah. way too. Yeah. Right? Like, so I, I totally agree with you on that. And then, um, yeah, so the Texans clearly playing with house money. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. Man, could you imagine if, if CJ Stroud goes in there and gets a win? I can in because Bank uh, Stadium? I can. Oh, my God. I can only because um, this guy, Chris Canty, told me that uh, if he does that, we're going to be talking about him as a top five QB in the league, and you ain't wrong. Dan Graziano, NFL insider, will join us we'll, coming up. We will get the latest on the coaching carousel around the league. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. They know you, you know them, and uh, see who wins that day. Mahomes throws right side, caught Rice, touchdown, Kansas City. The new Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Breaks away, 10-5, touchdown, Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. Bills Chiefs coming up Sunday night. Our next guest will be there, Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL reporter. Joining us in studio here on Unsportsmanlike. Hello, I'm Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, Michelle Smallman, back with us on Monday. We're going to get to your game that you're covering in just a couple of minutes. Okay. Let's do some coaching carousel stuff. What sure. is the latest in Philadelphia? Uh, there's supposedly a meeting with uh, Nick Sirianni and ownership at some point in the next couple days, possibly today. Um where Sirianni pretty much has to present the plan, right? Like, oh, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to try and how we're going to change the offense, defense, who's going to coordinate those two sides of the ball, you know, how we're going to fix basically what went wrong this year. And 
this meeting happened three years ago with Doug Peterson and Jeffrey Lurie, and Lurie didn't like what he heard, and, and Peterson got fired. Mm. So that could happen. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it doesn't sound like that's the way it's trending, but you know, ultimately it's up to the owner of the team, and ultimately he's the only one that knows what he wants to do. So important meeting, I would say, for Nick Sirianni. <laughs> Dan, yesterday Mike McCarthy holds a press conference on the news that Jerry Jones is going to bring him back for 2024. Now He, he didn't the, want to talk about that. Chris just wanted to get to McCarthy. No, I got I to I ask this question. I got to get to it, man. We got to get to it. So Mike McCarthy is coming back. He says they're building a championship culture. Okay, uh-huh. that's great. Last time Jerry Jones allowed a coach to go into a season mm-hmm. on the final year of his contract, it didn't mm-hmm. work out so well for Jason Garrett. Right. That was 2019. They were 8-8. Eight and eight. They made right. the decision to move on. Yes. Clearly championship expectations on this team. That being said, could we be seeing a Mike McCarthy contract extension this offseason? I find it unlikely because uh, you mentioned the Garrett example, but that wasn't the first time Jerry did that with Jason Garrett. And the time before, it did work. Like they, they had a big year in a division championship year when Garrett went into the final year of his contract the first time. So Jerry thinks it's a pretty good way to operate. Uh, and I would not be surprised if they left the deal alone and made McCarthy coach it out because I think Jerry feels like there's a chance that you're going to get the best out of a guy uh, when, when you do that. Now, I mean, what what will he do? Is there some kind of number they could get to where everybody feels good and they extend him? Possibly. But I think most likely McCarthy coaches on the final year of his deal and, and under that level of pressure, and I think Jerry wants to see how it goes because he does have experience with it going both ways. The fir- again, the first time he did it with Garrett, it, it, it went very well. Graz, whose future is settled first, Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh to the Chargers feels like it's pretty likely at this point. Um they're talking to GM candidates that have connections with Harbaugh. Ed Dodds from Indianapolis. They worked together a long time ago with the Raiders. I, I think there's also a lot Jeff of, Ireland, who interviewed him while Tony Sperano, may rest in peace, was the head coach of the Dolphins. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of dot connecting there. And um, I, I think that, that feels like something that, that could happen in short order. I, I feel the same way about Belichick to Atlanta. I just don't know for a fact that that's how that ends up. I think there's a good chance that Belichick's in Atlanta, but what I've been told more than once is if for Bill it has to be the right situation, how the organization's going to operate, you know, who calls which shots, all that kind of stuff has to be worked out to his liking if he's going to take it. He does not have to take uh, any job at all. So uh, I think uh, that may require more lever pulling. But I, I think both of them are at the point where I wouldn't be surprised to hear news on it. Yesterday, Mike Tomlin talks to the media. Amongst other things, he talked about the quarterback situation with the Steelers. He said that there will be competition for the quarterback spot that they'll look to bring in, but he believes that the starter for the Steelers next year is already on the roster, and of course that being a vote of confidence for Kenny Pickett. How aggressive do you anticipate the Steelers being about their you know, potential competition for the quarterback spot this offseason? I think pretty aggressive. I mean, you had a healthy Kenny Pickett riding the bench in a playoff game with Mason Rudolph starting. So that's not, you could say whatever you want in a press conference, but your actions tell me more, and that's not a vote of confidence for Kenny Pickett. So do they think they can work on Kenny Pickett and get him with a different coordinator and get him right this offseason? Sure. They, I mean, they thought highly of him enough to draft him in the first round a couple years ago. So uh, I don't think they're ready to give up on him. There's no reason for them to. Uh, but... I do think they will be fairly aggressive in terms of bringing in either a replacement or at least competition for him uh, this offseason. I would not be surprised to see them in the market for, you know, the likes of a Russell Wilson, the likes of a Justin Fields, you know, to the extent that these guys become available. That's not typically what the Steelers do. I though. know, but it's also not typical. I mean, like, look, they, they 
if if they're not sold on Pickett, you know, they they're going to have to win some games at some point soon. I, I don't th- I don't th- I mean it's the most patient franchise there is. But winning nine, ten games every year is not ultimately the goal, and I think they have to show the ability to elevate beyond that. Along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us, uh, coaching carousel conversation, and then we'll get into uh, Bills and Chiefs. Obviously, you're, you're covering it this weekend. Should we expect Mike Vrabel and Pete Carroll to be head coaches in the NFL next year? I don't think Carroll, I, I think he's staying put in Seattle in his sort of new advisory role. Just haven't heard him in terms of uh, interest from other teams. Vrabel, I think, has a shot. Vrabel is a, a guy I'm watching. I'm watching the Seattle situation to see if that's a fit for him. I think that's a very interesting spot for him as a team that's, that's a team that has a, an established culture and, you know, doesn't necessarily want to risk not having one. Like Vrabel's somebody who's shown he can establish one and, I think going from Pete Carroll to Mike Vrabel might be a pretty natural transition for them. So that's the spot I'm watching. That's not to say, I'm not like reporting he's going there, but I think that's a fit that I and a lot of the people I'm talking to are intrigued by. Dan, shifting gears and going to the games this weekend, none bigger than Chiefs, Bills, and Orchard Park. Uh, curious from your perspective to get um, your insight on what Mike Greenberg said. If Josh Allen wins this game, that he all of a sudden becomes an immortal your response to Greeny saying that Josh Allen can immortalize himself by beating Pat Mahomes. Immortalize himself by getting to the conference championship? I, you know, I don't think so. I think that's a strong word uh, to use here. I think Josh Allen has shown the ability to beat Patrick Mahomes. There's one playoff game you know, where he didn't uh, that we all remember, but it wasn't because Josh didn't play well. So uh, the last couple of years when they've played in the regular season, the Bills have won. So I, I don't think that's I, – I think Josh Allen – immortalized that that involves playing in and maybe winning in, in Las Vegas in a few weeks as opposed to uh, winning in Buffalo against a slightly diminished Kansas City team this week I, I don't think it'd be a surprise at all if if uh, the Bills won this game and and I think uh, Josh Allen probably expects to yeah I don't think uh, I mean, immortal I think is too strong a word. yeah this is checking the box <laughs> that's my guy Greeny but I'm not you know like a immortal I'm not willing no, but to based there. on that Joe Burrow is yeah. already immortal Ben, because he beat Mahomes. Sure. And he's been to a Super Bowl, which sure. is something that Allen obviously hasn't done. Yeah. Raz, let's finish with this. You're covering the best game, at least we assume, of the weekend, Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, if there was another game, if you got second choice, where what's the second best game of the weekend, in your opinion? Let's see. Um, I think they're all intriguing, right? Like, I mean, like I think Baltimore could crush the Texans, but boy, oh boy, do I am I interested in tuning in to see if C.J. Stroud is up to this, because I think he might be. On ESPN, right? yep. Right, so I, I think that's a good, and, and I'm fascinated by the the Kyle Shanahan Matt Lafleur matchup at Green Bay and, and, yes. and San Francisco because you know teacher and pupil and 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 really no there's no play caller on either side of the ball right now that I think is hotter than Matt Lafleur and uh, you know I I think you know what Kyle Shanahan with a couple weeks to prepare is always fascinating so that that one intrigues me too I mean. They could both turn out to be blowouts, right? The, the home team is coming off a bye in both cases and, and I think considerably better than the other team. But I think uh, there, there are possible ways for it to go that could make it interesting. Graz, thank you so much for a couple of minutes. Enjoy Get Up with the Immortal Mike Greenberg at 8 a.m. We're going to be immortal. A time. Coming up <laughs> for the haters. Bleeping phenomenal. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com for more information. Along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Michelle Smallman back with us on Monday. All right, we're bringing back for the haters for this weekend. What's the matter? No, I was just, you know, we had somebody in studio that said something during the break and it just got the wheels turning. I mean, Andy Reid with the walk-off championship? That potentially being a job opening that we're not anticipating? It's I mean, not outside it, of the realm of possibility. It's been he's that in, kind of offseason, hasn't he's, it been? He's in, his, he's in his mid-60s. I mean, if, if he walks away, three championships, been to four Super Bowls, won over 100 games with two different franchises, I mean, couldn't you see a world where Andy Reid says, that's enough? I get it. A few weeks ago, he says, he's not that old, he's not thinking about retiring, but, I mean, when you win a title, you start to get a little introspective, and, you know, that could potentially be on the board. Yeah. And this would, I think, based on your logic, be his most impressive title. Based on the team he's bringing to the party, this would be his most impressive title. Probably right. If you're lo- <sighs> Based on the team he has. See, but again, we're, this is the thing. I know we're supposed to do for the haters right now, but we're like, We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I know, but this Chiefs Bills matchup has so many layers to it. Like, you just downgraded the Chiefs again. This is what's happening because we're sitting like, is this the best defense that Mahomes has played with? Yes. Okay, so why would this be the most impressive title? Because his wide receivers aren't as good? You got to score to win. Or you can hold the other team down. Which is. You don't have to score a ton to win all the time. I mean, you can prevent scoring. Yeah, but it's been a long time since we've seen a 13 to 3 Super Bowl. I mean, the 2018 Patriots, the last ones to do something like that. You're going to have to score some points. Uh, we need, we're going to do four of the hitters, but let's open this up for some calls on this. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Basically, the question is this. Are we overrating the Bills and Josh Allen and underrating the Chiefs and Mahomes for this weekend specifically, right? Because we're looking at, at this Chiefs team. It's like, wow, what a miraculous thing. You're able to somehow pull off this win with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And, oh, my God, Josh Allen, if you win, you're the greatest quarterback of all time. Because you want a divisional game? What is happening here? Are we misreading this? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number to be a part of the show. All right, let's do a playoff edition of For the Haters here. Love it. So we're just going to do the playoffs. So basically what this is, is we're going to give you the storylines that haters will love. Lamar struggling against the Texans, losing the game, throwing two picks, not throwing an interception, fumbling the ball on a run. 
haters will love that. Oh, yeah, because all of a sudden now the individual stats, the individual accolades don't matter. It's a team game. The quarterback's job is to win when it matters most in the playoffs. And you can't win a playoff game with a run-first quarterback, even though Lamar is surgical from the pocket, got a top-five QBR from the pocket this season. But everybody will focus on Lamar and how he came into the league and what the offense was in his first three or four years as the starter, and they won't think about the lack of weaponry that the Baltimore Ravens were able to put around him or the early struggles that the defense had when he first became the starter. So, yeah, for the haters would be able to you know, affirm the confirmation bias that everybody had about Lamar Jackson coming into the league and losing to a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud would only serve to bolster that. Let's stay on the quarterback theme then for the haters this weekend. I don't know who these kinds of people would be. For the haters, if Josh Allen throws three interceptions in the first half and they lose to the Chiefs, I mean, those people would, would really be happy, those haters. We would have to find a couple of them, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would have to, we'd have to look far and wide. I, I mean, listen. 45 turnovers in 38 games. 45 turnovers in his last 38 games. At some point, protecting the football is supposed to matter, right? Especially when you're playing against good teams. And when you think about this matchup particularly, Steve Spagnola might be the best big game defensive coordinator that we've seen over the last two decades in the NFL. Save Bill Belichick. I, I just... I don't know. I don't think it might be. I think confirmed. And when you do it with the Giants and you do it with the Chiefs the way he's done yeah. it, like he's got a times two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, when you look at the struggles that the Buffalo Bills have had, it's when Josh Allen has multiple turnovers. And I just, I don't know, giving extra possessions in short fields to Pat Mahomes feels like a recipe for disaster. And I guess the haters, it's easy to envision something like that playing out when those two tangle up on Sunday. All right, last two for the haters here for this weekend specifically. The Niners lose to the Packers. Here's the thing. Is that the Niner hater or is that the Rodgers hater that would be happy? Are there a lot of people out there that are hating on the Niners? I don't think so. We, no. Right? But there is a for the haters theme there. If the Green Bay Packers minus Rodgers finish with a, not only a better record, go to the playoffs – win two playoff games and find themselves in an NFC championship game when Rodgers only won one Super Bowl. I yeah. hate to say only, but it was considering how great he is. Yeah. That's where the hater. Angle yeah. Comes in. I mean, the anti-vaxxers ain't going to like that one. I mean, that, that, that'd oh be a situation gosh. right there oh where if, if, if Jordan <laughs> oh Love boy. goes out there and proves that he can do what Aaron Rodgers couldn't last year, which is win the final game of the season against the division opponent punch your ticket to the playoffs, and win multiple playoff games on the road and get your team to the conference championship. Like, listen, we could be living in a world where Jordan Love is going into the conference championship game against the Detroit Lions, a team he's already beat in Detroit this season. Think about it. And I know I'm giving a lot of hypotheticals, but if Jordan Love were able to get past this weekend, get to a Super Bowl and win one, that would be a more impressive run, by far, in my opinion, than the run that Rodgers had in 2018. It ain't even close. Last four of the haters here. Again, I don't know that there are haters, though. Go ahead. Lions lose to the Bucks. Do people think the Lions are overhyped and they're sick of Dan Campbell? Which I don't know. I mean, like, how? He's proven it, backed, backed it up. I think the See, to me, the hater angles this weekend are with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and oddly enough, Aaron Rodgers. Sure. 
I don't know that any – is there a hater angle in the Lions-Bucks game? I don't think so. Yeah, there is. There it, is. It, it takes a special kind of hater. Go ahead. A Pat Costello type of hater. I'm here for it. Yeah, like it, it's somebody that's like, oh, it's the Lions. Let's everybody pipe down. Why is this the most expensive ticket when it comes to the divisional round this weekend? Because like, we like, never see it. They, I agree with Vivid you. Vivid seats but, for but more. The, but the haters are like, just pipe down. It's still Jared Goff. Relax. The Lions will find a way to be the Lions. They'll revert back to the team that we, we expect – that's going to come up short. Like, there's a reason why they haven't won or hadn't gotten to a conference championship game in over three decades. So, yeah, for the haters would be the Lions actually turning into the Lions that we know and love, the lovable loser, and not being able to take advantage of this opportunity to get to the conference championship game. All right, let's hit the phones here. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. A lot of people want to jump in on the Chiefs and Bills, as you would expect this weekend. Cody in Missouri, 96.9. What's up, Cody? Hey, guys. So you ask if everybody is underrating the Chiefs and overrating the Bills. Let's check the accomplishments over the last five years. The Bills have blown lead after lead after lead and turned the ball over like it's going out of style. And their greatest accomplishment is whining so much the NFL changes the overtime rule. Meantime, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls, have been to three, and last time I checked, aren't they the people walking in with the belts on their waist? We of course ag- we're underrating we, the Chiefs. We agree with you, but the narrative all week has been about crowning the, the Bills and almost giving a pass to the Chiefs if they lose. I'm not going to come in here on Monday and give a pass to the Chiefs if they lose. No way. There's bigger picture questions then, because then you have every right to question, hey, why are you wasting a Mahomes here? Why didn't you surround him with more, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I guess that would be the whole point, though, right? Like, I think people are taking their cues from the roster, specifically the offensive players that Brett Veach, their general manager, put around Pat Mahomes coming into the season. I get the Mahomes is great. But to think that this is a championship receiving core when it's Rishi Rice, a rookie, MVS, uh, Justin Watson, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, to think that that is going to be the group of pass catchers for Pat Mahomes to go on a Super Bowl run, I, I think that's asking a lot. Like, there's a reason why they don't have a top seed and why they're not hosting in the divisional round. This is the first time Pat Mahomes has gone on the road as a starter in the NFL. The reason for that being he's got a receiving core that led the league in drops. That is a problem. So, yeah, I, I – I get what we're saying. This is we shouldn't look at it as a gap year. You have to have more urgency when you got Pat Mahomes yes. on winning championships. Yes. But when the organization doesn't demonstrate that urgency, why should we then, you know, apply that same standard to them if that's not what they're doing in KC? The only thing I would say is though, if you gave me a choice, if I'm Mahomes, to have a great defense and blah wide receivers or a blah defense and great wide receivers i'll take the great defense which is what he potentially has coming up on sunday jonathan in georgia listening on 94 95.7 what's up jonathan what's going fellas hey you definitely can't give the chiefs a pass because if we listen to what everybody including campy and all the nfl experts say the chiefs are better suited to win a super bowl this year because of the strong run game good offensive line and the great defense they have as opposed to when they won two Super Bowls. If this were the Steelers, the Ravens, or the 49ers who had that type of team who could go on the road and run the ball and hit you in the mouth defensively, they would be Super Bowl favorites. People are holding the Chiefs less accountable because of the change in identity. Don't let the change in identity tell you they should have a gap year. This team is better suited to win the Super Bowl this year because of what they have on the defensive side of the ball and with Pacheco than they've been the two years they won the Super Bowl. I think that's a very interesting point, Jonathan. 
I think it's a very interesting point. They play physical. They play nasty. Pacheco's going to knock you over, and they've got a better defense than they've had in years past. I think that's an interesting way of looking at it. They don't look like the other Chiefs teams, but they still should look like a title team. Yeah, I would push back. I don't think they have a strong run game. I mean, it gets better. It has gotten better um, in the postseason if you look at last year's run and what they did against the Dolphins this past week. But the Chiefs were 19th in rushing this year. They don't have a 1,000-yard rush. You don't feel good about them in a cold-weather, snowy Isaiah Pacheco game on Sunday night? I do. Yeah. I do. But that's, again, where, that's where I'm, I guess where I'm I, going. I, I do, but I, I think that is who they've had to become right. because of what the, the pass catchers have done this year. I think and, like you go into every season thinking that you're going to be one team, and then as the season unfolds, you morph into the team you got to be in order to give yourself the best chance to win. I think they went into this thinking that Pat Mahomes could elevate these receivers, but when it became painfully obvious that that wasn't going to happen, ergo Kadarius Tony lining up offsides against the Buffalo Bills, then they realized, hey, we got to be a run-first outfit, shorten games, and then rely on Pat Mahomes' greatness when it comes to situational football, third down, red zone, two-minute and then lean on Steve Spagnuolo in the defense. That is what they are now. I'm not going to say that that doesn't mean that they can't win a championship. What I will say is their margin for error gets a lot smaller than it has been in years past. So I know what people will go and say they're more suited to win a championship this way. I would argue against that just because it's harder in today's NFL based on the rules to win that way. Speaking of haters and Pat, I'm over it with Pat Costello coming up next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Pat Costello is such a hater. His intro is half the segment now. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But, but here's, here's the crazy thing, though, how you know Pat Costello is a hater. Yeah. When Herm Edwards walks into the studio and just shakes his head and walks out, that's how you know it, it, it's gotten to an all-time level. 
And Pat Costello is in rare form today. I guess this is playoff Pat right now in terms of his level of haterade. A different level of playoff P, I guess. And it's not Paul George. It is playoff Pat. There you Along go. Along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are on Sportsmanlike. Michelle Smallman back with us on Monday. Each and every day at this time, Pat Costello complains about things. Go ahead, Pat. Can I start with just complaining that uh, we need these sponsors to come through because this sweatshirt's starting to fall apart. Your sponsorship here, because Pat spelled yeah. it incorrectly. So, uh, yes, if anyone would like to sponsor this segment, please reach out to the show because Pat is dying for a sponsor of this segment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, first one, Chris Canty's best bets. I'm a little bit over at this <laughs> point. Uh, Canty, we, we might need to bring in like a shaman or like a, a guru or a therapist maybe even because – I literally don't know if you can hit a single best bet. Well, I mean, I'm telling everybody to fade the best bet, and it seems like it's worked out. I mean, two of the last three nights, if you faded my best bet, you made a lot of money. So, I mean, I'm giving you the disclaimer, fade the best bet and make the money because I'm so cold. Now we're asking ourselves, well, why can't I hit a best bet in 2024? It might have something to do with the new studio. It might have something to do with the new year. I'm not quite sure. If I had the answer, we wouldn't be in this situation. I'm channeling my inner Nick Seriati right now. If I had the answer, we wouldn't be in this situation. But I guess the whole point is, as long as I'm giving you an avenue to win some money, then I feel pretty good about my best bet, my play of the night. Nuno is reporting you're just mad because there was a Nick's chat in the group text yesterday. Which, I, by the way, I was annoyed with too. I don't want Nick's chat in the group text either. Just saying. I think we could call like a psychic or something and be like, hey, is Canty going to be right you know, on any of these? We got one on a speed dial, Pat. Remember, we used one on one of the previous shows we used to uh, produce when we were trying to figure out where Tom Brady went. We had, where it was going to go. We had a psychic come on. But what are we predicting? Whether or not he's going to be right or what he's going to predict? Because he's wrong. We have BetterHelp. BetterHelp just joined, which we're appreciative of, to, to uh, present Adam Schefter every single week. But if I'm consistently yeah, but wrong... Well, here's the, here's the point I'm making. If I'm consistently wrong, then people have a way to make money by betting yeah, against me. That's not even true because the one... What was it? The Wednesday pro- night, the, I yeah, think the, even your fade was it didn't even hit. Well, the, fade like is worked, right. the fade has worked two of the last three nights. What are we talking about, Pat? If you win two of every three bets, then you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we just started it. We just started it this week, and we've won two of three. Next one, Pat. Thank you. <laughs> I think that Taylor Swift hate has gone too far the opposite way. I'm on the record saying that I think it's been over the top what's happened with Taylor Swift in the NFL. But now we've gotten to the point where people are taking like personal shots at Taylor Swift just for going to the games, which I think is it's just gone way too far. Like we do not need to cut to her every time t- uh, Travis Kelsey catches a pass or something. But, like, let's relax on the hate a little bit. Lately, Travis Kelsey ain't been catching a lot of passes. There have been a lot of drops. And I guess we should have included Taylor Swift for the haters because, I mean, there's a, there's a part of this where it's like Travis Kelsey being as good as he's been in the past in the playoffs, because Taylor Swift's around, maybe not so much. Like, the Kansas City Chiefs having to go on the road in oh, the AFC playoffs, maybe blames. for the haters. Yeah, sugar I blames. mean, we go ahead and put Taylor Swift in all of that. I mean, for the hate for we, the haters, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift not making it, not getting engaged this offseason. I'm just I'm just saying for the hate. There's a lot of Taylor Swift for the haters angles right here. Do we think that she's going to be there this weekend? Yeah. 
going to Buffalo. Oh, so that means she's, if Canty's predicting she will be, she's definitely not going to be there. <laughs> <It's a play. laughs> I'm saying By she's going to be there. I am going to say every single time they cut to her, it is smart. Every time that Travis Kelsey does something and they go to her, it is smart because she is the biggest star involved in that game. So Do you still think it's a real relationship? Well, I didn't at first. Now I'm just starting to think it is. Okay. If they break up, this offseason, mm-hmm. do you think it was a real relationship? Well, that's the interesting thing. I'm sure many people out there have been in this scenario where it's like, all right, you meet somebody, wherever you meet them, you're long distance for a little bit. You have this great romance of like, I see you on the weekends. I see you every other week. And then when you're together every single day, you're like, can I see you on the weekends and every other week? <laughs> right? So they haven't ex- actually experienced the everyday seeing each other yet. So I think that they got to wait and see on this one. I don't know if I'm buying into it. You know what's kind of weird is I saw something that said that they were planning to get engaged. Yeah, that can't be true. Planning, but, yeah. well, but just the idea of planning to get engaged that's is odd. weird. That's like, odd. That's, I agree. I know, people that, I know people that are do that. that. That's strange, but it does happen. But I don't think that's a real thing. I don't think it's a real relationship. That feels, I stand by it. And until they get married, I'm not going to think that it's a real relationship. The planning to get engaged feels almost like an ultimatum. Like, if you don't propose to me by this time, we're done. That's a planning to get engaged, right? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not, I'm not, it sounds familiar. I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, next one, Pat, please. <laughs> quickly. Quickly. Uh, I hate Omaha. Him. Omaha. <laughs> alert. Hey, alert. Hey, alert. If, uh, 52's the mic. <laughs> if Omaha wants to sponsor the segment. Um, I hate how time works in soccer. It's so Yeah, Kenny and I were talking about that the other day. Yeah, I figured. What? It's yeah. so dumb. Why does it count up? That's stupid. But also, why do they not just stop the clock? Why is there stoppage time? Why is love, there arbitrary how, amount of time? Just I, stop the clock. Pat picks the biggest sport in the world that is more successful even than the NFL in total. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he, that's what he's going to pick. It's like going to like, I love McDonald's, so I'm going to do it with McDonald's. It's like going to McDonald's. I don't love the burger. It needs a little seasoning. Yeah, I think it works. <laughs> I, think I'm just it gonna, I think it I works. Think it's I don't love this football thing. Oh, it's not working. Because baseball was so flawed until they changed it. Now everyone's like, actually, that's better. But you're talking about time in soccer, and one of the beauty, beautiful parts of soccer is that it has the finite time, so you know when you're in and when you're out. Yeah, but that's, people said baseball was great because there was no clock, and then they put a clock on it, and people went, that's better, actually. That they, It was good that they changed it. Uh, All Pat, they have to do Pat is stop Costello the clock. is going to really influence soccer here. Just, Nuno, you're the soccer guy. Why do they not stop the clock? It makes no sense. Just... Because they have extra time at the end. But why? Just it's, they do that because they don't stop the clock. <laughs> if they just stopped the clock, they would fix the stoppage time. It doesn't make any sense. They're adding arbitrary time. No, they're supposed to time the stoppage time. That's the whole thing. Yeah, but we're just stop the clock and everything's fine. Evan, it doesn't make sense to me. Nuno. <laughs> I'm not getting involved because Pat Tom won today and he wants to fight. And D- uh, Just tell me, why don't they, why, what do you think about this? Portugal. <laughs> What do you think about this Portugal? Portugal? Yeah, I did, I, what? Nuno loves Portugal. Everyone's okay. supposed to just oh. know that. Pat? Okay. <laughs> Pat, Pat, yeah, so, Pat, uh, Pat chose violence today. Next one, that. Pat. Pat chose violence. Do we have time for one more? Or no. No, we're, no. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I hate people who say that the dog, <laughs> and, uh, their dog and baby are related. Oh, I agree with that. Well, the the dog like, oh, and the baby oh, are related. Yeah, like, yeah oh, you're not brother and sister. And it's no, a dog? it's not. hundred percent. I'm with 100%. you on that one. I'm I'm with you on that one, and I'm also over people putting their dogs in baby strollers. Can we stop that too? Why, when you why, look why at is your dog, dog in a stroller, when you look at your dog as a, as a baby in that spot, I have a friend named John. He has a great line. He says, "Oh, your dog's your baby. You saving up for their college fund?" Exactly. Right. That part. They ain't your kid. No. They your dog. Stop putting dogs in strollers. 
Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.